Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah na'hamaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati amalina. Man yahdihi Allahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah. ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم إن شاء الله in today's khutbah I will talk about the shortest surah in the Quran that many of us perhaps recite that on a daily basis. And sometimes probably we don't even realize that how heavy this surah is from the perspective of the wealth of knowledge this surah has and the impact of this surah that we should have. And of course... We are talking about Surah Al-Kawthar that was revealed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the time when he was still in Makkah, in the Meccan era, meaning he was going through very difficult times. But having said that it's a shortest surah and many of us recite that, of course, we don't say or think of this way. If a surah is short, then it's probably of less worthy than the one which is long. So we don't compare to Surah Al-Baqarah, to Surah Al-Qawthar, or to, 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 to Ikhlas, or this or that, they're all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For us, they are all of equal importance. They carry different kinds of ahkam, and different things which are beneficial for us from the time that was revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam until now and until the Day of Judgment. So the surah, which is Surah Al-Qawthar, that was revealed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Meccan era, Meccan time, it's important to understand whenever, when we are reading the Qur'an and trying to comprehend what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us, from the ahkam He has revealed in the source, in the, in the chapters of the Qur'an. And for that, it is important to know the circumstances the surah was revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If it's given to us, which are referred as Asbab al-Nuzul, the cause of revelation. And just to understand the circumstances that gives us an idea of 
that the impact as well that happened in the time of Rasulullah to the Sahaba and Rasulullah and the very same way the impact can be seen, can be felt in today's time as well if we understand the meaning of it in the correct context. Surah Al-Kawthar is the surah that was revealed in the very beginning of the da'wah of Rasulullah beginning in the Meccan era it was barely 15 or 16 surahs were revealed to Muhammad so far and we know the Meccan surahs are normally short surahs. They're not that long. Hence, many of us do recite those surahs many a time when we are doing our salah. So this time in the Makkah, when surah was revealed, Rasulullah was going through very difficult times. And so were the Sahaba, Ridwanullahim. They were going through financial problems, they were going through physical kind of torture or hardships that the kuffar of the Mecca were giving to Rasulullah and Sahaba. And also, the whole psychological and emotional warfare was going against Rasulullah and the Sahaba. And we should not forget, when we talk about Rasulullah when he was given as Uswa Hasana for us, the Qudwa of the, of the Muslimin, the leader of all the Muslimin, that he was a Bashar, he was a human being. And he was going through the similar kinds of issues that any human being goes through. And as a matter of fact, we know the Anbiya are the one, they are the tested the most severe compared to the rest of the people. So when this surah, Surah Al-Kawthar was revealed, that says, بَالْعَوْذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ إِنَّا عَطَيْنَا كَالْكَوْثَرِ فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرْ إِنَّ شَانِئَكَ هُوَ الْأَبْتَرْ To say this is a very short surah, we know that. It takes less than a minute just to recite it. But it has heavy meaning. The first ayah when it says, Verily, we have granted you, Muhammad al-Kawthar, a river in the Jannah, or the Hawd in the Jannah, that was given to Rasulullah wasallam. And there are many ahadith that go and discusses the subject. But again, before we just talk about the kawthar, let's keep a picture of the time the surah was revealed. Rasulullah wasallam was going through very difficult times. The Sahaba were going through difficult times. And Rasulullah wasallam, he lost two of his male childs. Qasim and Abdullah. And the kuffar of the Makkah, they did not let these things go easy on Rasulullah And every one of us who have children, we are well aware of losing a child, even if we have not lost a child. Just to have a thought about losing the child is a very painful thought. It's a painful thought. And when the kuffar of Makkah, they saw that Rasulullah he lost his male child. He did not have any more male children. Which just thought of it at that time and even today that the nasab or the family name goes through your male children. It's passed on. And it's not only the name, passing on of the name only, but it's more of a looked at as a support system. The one 
that carries a name and continue to remember the ancestors and keep their names alive. Hence, the kuffar of the Mecca, they were making fun of, they not let even this part go to Rasulullah and they started making fun of Rasulullah So remember, already they're going through physical, emotional, psychological, and whatsoever kind of a torture they could have given to Muhammad and the Sahaba, they were doing it in the Kuffar of Makkah. On top of it, they start doing this. Start making fun of Rasulullah like that. That you will be cut off. There will be nobody who will be taking the name of you. Once you are gone, you will be, forget, will be forgotten. And on top of it, in the beginning of the da'wah, Abu Lahab, the uncle of Rasulullah one of the, the biggest enemies of Rasulullah he made sure that his sons, they divorced the daughters of Rasulullah as well. And that's what they did. So see, all these things are happening. Financial problems are happening to the Muslimin as well. They are cutting off, doing sanctions to the Muslimin. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, oh, We have indeed given you a kawthar. And the hadith discusses what is the kawthar. Kawthar is referred in many hadith as the river that will be flowing in the Jannah. And from those rivers, the two channels will be going into the fountain, which is the hawd of the kawthar. And Rasulullah will be the first one who get there and the ummah of Rasulullah will gather. And people will be saying, they will be thirsty. They will want water at that time. And Rasulullah will give us, inshaAllah, all of us who are present here, all the Muslimin, the water from the hawd of the kawthar. May Allah subhanahu wa make us those who will drink the water from the house of the Qasr from the hands of Rasulullah And after that, there will be no more thirst. The one who will drink from that house, there will be no more thirst. But the one who will not, he will continue to be thirsty. So we hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us those, the one who will be drinking from that water. Now, Mufassirin also discuss whether it is just the house of the Qasr, or the fountain of Qasr, named Qasr, or the river of the Kawthar, or is it more than that? And they say, because the Kawthar is from the Arabic word, Kathara Yakthiru, which means abundant. And Al-Kawthar means, it's a continuous abundant thing. It will continue to go on. So what was given to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was more than just the Kawthar of the Hawd or the river. Rather, it was abundance of things were given. And that abundance included the prophethood that was given to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the glad tidings that was given to Muhammad of the Jannah and the people who were believing in Muhammad that glad tidings was given. That's the kawthar, that's the kathra, that's the abundance, that's the continuous abundant thing that would be given to Muhammad and insha'Allah the one who will follow the, the, the Muhammad And after that Allah Azza wa Jal telling this that we have given you the kawthar Think of this way, when you are deprived of all the things, and you are all sorts of hardships are coming in your way, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes and comforts you. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So don't get depressed by the situation around you, the hardship the people are giving you, because you are the one who takes the name of the Rabb. 
the one who wants Allah Azza wa Jal to be the Al-A'la. He is Al-A'la. He is the high, the highest. There is nothing above Allah Azza wa Jal. There is nothing equal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's how you, we look at Allah. This is how we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَنْحَرْ We have given you abundance. We have given you kawthar. We have given you many things in this dunya. We have given you many things in the akhirah. There will be forever for you and for the ummah Muhammad sallallahu But now because of that, Then go and pray to your Rabb. This word of Rabb has been used again and again in the Quran. Even the first ayah Allah Azza wa Jal revealed to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions Iqra bi ismi rabbika alladhi khalaq Read in the name of your Rabb who has created, who creates. This is what we read in the name of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is saying Then go and pray to your Rabb. What does it mean by prayer? Many a times we just think of it and isolate that to five daily prayers. First of all, this ayah was not revealed at the time. The five prayers were even obligated on the Muslims yet. We know that it happened in Al-Isra Al-Mi'raj. And Surah Al-Kawthar was revealed before that. Because in the Isra Al-Mi'raj, Allah Azza wa Jal showed Rasulullah the Nahar of Kawthar. But when the surah was revealed, Rasulullah was happy, pleased, Allah has given him kawthar. That means happened before that. I'm not going to the whole detail of the Mufassireen, how they're discussing is, it was revealed in Mecca. But let's go stick with what it applies to us. So, pray to your Rabb. So this salah is not always, many of the Mufassireen discuss this concept of salah is, is not limited to only salah many times. This is why last night we were having a talk on Abu Bakr Shuddiq, Umar al-Khattar here. And we were discussing the, wal, the, the wali that he used to assign and in the time of Rasulullah as well. We find the governors they were assigned, there, was, there used to be someone, some of them were referred as they were wali salah, they were leading the salah. Does that mean only their job was to lead the salah? And the others were their job was as a wali, as the governor, they were taking care of the baytul mal. So the one who was taking care of the salah, he was taking over everything except the baytul mal. It's not only leading the salah. Salah has a very huge impact, implications in Islam. So, When you are praying to your Rabb, you're praising, we are praising our Rabb, Allah Azza wa Jal. This is in more than salah. In every sense, we have to raise Allah Azza wa Jal al-A'la. Make Him our Rabb in every sense. So if Allah has given us all these abundance of things, whether it is our just physical being, the presence in this dunya, or Allah has given us the health or the wealth or whatsoever, and Allah, inshallah, may we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us the one who will drink from the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa from the Hawdi Kawthar on the day of judgment. Allah will give us those things in the day of judgment as well. Then why should we not pray Allah Azza wa Jal? So pray to your Rabb and sacrifice for the Rabb of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, when we say that, Nahar, here, some of the fuqaha, they discuss as, as if it's discussing only 
the Eidul Adha. Again, the very same question comes to mind. There was no Eidul Adha at that time the Surah was revealed. So Nahar, even though Nahar is, well, it's, it's not for slaughtering for the cow, slaughtering for the goat, it's always used for, for the camel. But you do the Nahar of the camel. You poke the neck, neck first with whatever tool is available, and then you do the slaughtering of the camel. But the camel was not eaten by just one person or one family at that time. It's a huge animal. It was always distributed to the others as well then. Because there was no way of preserving the meat for a longer period of time. So now, talking about the nahar here, it's about, oh, besides, of course, it can mean the sacrifice of the animal. But it's more than that. So now, when Allah Azza wa Jal says, So Allah is deserving to be worshipped. Allah is deserving to be Today, what we see on contrary to that, many of the Muslim nations and the, many other non-Muslims as well, they are under the grip of IMF, under the grip of World Bank, and then they put the conditions. Those conditions are pushing those nations to pray to them now, to be bound by their conditions. The surah should not be just looked at from the angle of that Allah has given you an abundance so to pray Allah. Well, it also means not to pray anybody but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. Because only Allah is the one who gives us. Allah is the provider. Allah is a razzaq. It's not IMF the razzaq. It's not World Bank. It's not that country or this country. It's not our employer who give us the, the, the risk. We know that. Razak is Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah is the one who gives us the things in abundance. So let's worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the absolute sense, let's not be the secular person who is compartmentalizing the deed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, oh, my salah and zakah and hajj and all those things of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when it comes to my life affairs, then I go back to bow down to something else. Bow down to the rulers, bow down to IMF or World Bank or UN or Security Council or this or that. Is that what Islam is about? Islam makes us free from all those worshippings and make us the one who worship Allah alone. That's how we do. We pray to our Rabb. And yes, we sacrifice for our Rabb only alone. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and indeed, telling Muhammad your enemy is the one who will be cut off. Because they were making fun of Muhammad when the male ch- children of Rasulullah passed away. And they were saying that you will be cut off. Nobody will be named, taking a name of yours. Nobody will be supporting you after you're gone. Nobody will remember you after you're gone. Look what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did. Of course, your enemy is the one, the one who will hate you, insults you. He is the one who will be cut off. And we know that. The opposite of that, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we have raised your dhikr to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah has raised the name of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the point there are millions of people who named their children Muhammad sallallahu Muhammad after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There are millions of them. On a daily basis, we pray for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Billions of people now. 
from the time Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came until now, there are billions of people, they continue to pray for Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There's probably not even a single second nowadays in the world, across the globe, there is somebody who is pray, praying for Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And remembering Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And not only that, he cut off all his enemies. Where are those people, As bin Wail, who was making fun of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he was saying, you will be cut off, calling Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be up there. Who remembers him now? How many of us try to link ourselves to As bin Wail? How many of us try to link ourselves to Walid bin Mughira? How many of us try to link ourselves to Ahdas bin Shuray, or Abu Jahl, or Uqba bin Mu'id? And even if any of us somehow linked to that person, would never be talking to the people in an arrogant way that he is linked to that person. He'd be probably hiding his name. On the contrary to that, Rasulullah wasallam's lineage continued on. And people called themselves Sayyid. And they are, they are happy to call themselves Sayyid. Or Sharif, or Hashemai, or, 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 or Faruqi, or, or Siddiqi. Somehow linked to Muhammad wasallam, and they are... They are proud of that. They are remembering Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfilled his promise that Allah raised the name of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he really nashaniyakahu lakta and he cut off the enemy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now what we have to do is we have to remember that we are from the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We wish, we hope, we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us drink water from the house of Kawthar, from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa hand. But for that, we have to pray to Allah alone. Let's not be the one who bow down in the salah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when it comes to life affairs, we are bowing down to IMF or World Bank or UN or Security Council or this ruler or that ruler. We have to take Islam in a comprehension. That's the only way that we can be successful and I have mentioned that saying of Umar al-Khattab, and I'll end with that. Umar al-Khattab said, Allah we were disgraceful people talking about Arabs. We were disgraceful, adalla. We were valil, whatever word you want to use it. Then Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the izzah. Allah gave us the honor through Islam. And whosoever tried to gain Honor through anything other than Islam, Allah will disgrace him. Allah will disgrace him. If we want to be honorable again and get the status Allah has given to us, you are the best nation raised for the mankind, then we have to return back to Islam and return back in a comprehensive manner, not in a secular manner. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.